1: You, thank you for joining us as we get underway at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the fifth morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2019. The great, the brilliant Peter Curse. i tell you what, I'm swimming in brilliance today. I'm absolutely swimming in brilliance because I had the opportunity to speak with the brilliant Dr. Sebastian Gorka uh, just about uh, a half an hour ago. Uh, as I sat in for Hugh Hewitt on the Salem Radio Network, and now I've got Peter Kersenow, the brilliant U.S. Commissioner on Civil Rights, uh, Cleveland attorney, author. He's going to be joining me one hour from now. So I'll tell you what, I've... You know what they say, you're smarter than the people that you hire if you hire people who are smarter than you. And that's what I do. I surround myself with people who are smarter than me, making this show sound smarter than it ever could be. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. So, now in one hour, some really important news to start the day. Every liberal's favorite hero, the new face of the Democrat Party, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is a crook. <laughs> All right, that might be overstating it just a little bit, but she, at least she and her um, chief of staff, are in some serious trouble, and they are being investigated by uh, because of a complaint that has been filed by a watchdog group again uh, with the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, against Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her chief of staff for essentially running a slush fund. For lack of a better way of saying it, it it's a slush fund. This is a huge, huge story. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, her ca- our chief of staff rather keeps wanting to say campaign manager, but her chief of staff is a gentleman by the name of Sykut Chakrabarti. Uh, and this little progressive twosome, uh is in some seriously hot water. They apparently violated campaign finance law by funneling nearly a million dollars in contributions from political action committees. You know, the dark money that she pledged back when she was a, a candidate to never take and to try to change uh, the rules on. Uh, so about a million dollars from political uh, action committees that which uh, uh, established to private companies that he also controlled, essentially to hide the money and thus tuck it away for personal use. This according to an explosive complaint filed yesterday with the FEC and obtained by Fox News and apparently now a host of other news outlets. The filing basically asserts that Chakrabarti established two packs: the brand-new Congress Pack and the Justice Democrats PAC. And then systematically transferred more than $885,000. And this isn't all in one fell swoop. This is in at least three of 200 plus. Uh, and I think if the third one was over 600. So this would be more than the 885 being reported here. But at any rate, received by those PACs, uh, they funneled that money, transferred it to brand new Congress LLC, a company that, unlike the PACs, is exempt from reporting all of its, its expenditures over $200. The PACs claim the payments were for, quote, strategic consulting. (laughs) Uh, You buying this? Although such transfers would not necessarily be improper, the complaint drafted by the conservative Virginia-based National Legal and Policy Center argues that the goal of the extensive scheme was obvious, to illegally dodge detailed legal reporting requirements of the FEC Act of 1971 which is designed to track campaign expenditures. They wanted to hide the money in a place where they didn't have to report it so they could use it in whatever capacity they wanted, including for personal gain. Ocasio-Cortez, otherwise known as Kelly Bundio cortez and Chuck Rabardi, according to the play, appeared to have orchestrated an extensive off-the-books operation to make hundreds of thousands of dollars of expenditures in support of multiple candidates for federal office. The funds, uh, according to the uh, charging organization... <clears throat> who were apparently spent on campaign events for Kelly Bundio-Cortez and other far-left Democrat candidates favored by Chakrabarti, who made his fortune in Silicon Valley and previously worked on another socialist, Bernie Sanders' 2016 presidential campaign. But no precise accounting for the expenses is available, and the complaint asks the FEC to conduct an investigation into the matter immediately. So this is a big deal. These are not minor or technical violations. We're talking about real money, Tom Anderson, director of the NLPC, says. In all my years of studying FEC reports, I've never seen a more ambitious operation to circumvent reporting requirements. Representative Kelly Bundio-Cortez has been quite vocal in condemning so-called dark money, but her own campaign went to great lengths to avoid the sunlight of disclosure. Excuse me. Um, so this is, a, this is a very big deal. And and here's the problem, though. I talked with uh, David M. Drucker of the Washington Examiner earlier today, one of Hugh's regular guests, and I talked to him. And I brought all of this up to him. And David was a little less enthusiastic about the nature of this uh, quote-unquote crime or this investigation because he said even if they are found guilty or to have been engaging in this uh, slush fund, Campaign finance law violations usually result in a slap on the wrist and maybe a small fine. And that struck me as a little bit ironic. Tell me if it strikes you that way. Because isn't that one of the left's primary accusations against Donald Trump? Saying that he skirted campaign finance law by paying money to Stormy Daniels to be quiet because it may have impacted the fe- the uh, presidential election. It's a campaign finance law. As David M. Mm-hmm. Drucker said, and he's right, campaign finance law violations, if they are alleged and proven, result in a slap on the wrist. Barack Obama had his little wrist slapped and a small fine. Cortez and Chacabardi may indeed... <clears throat> have their wrists slapped and have to pay a fine. But Donald Trump engages in the same thing, allegedly, unproven, and it's grounds for impeachment. Small fine my rear end, it's grounds for impeachment. That's the hypocrisy of the swamp in which they live and operate and what we all have to suffer through. So this could be And in fact, this should be a very serious violation if it's proven, but instead it will be treated like, yeah, no big deal. They just conspired to move, uh, about a million dollars away from organizations which would be, which would mandate reporting of all of their expenditures into a quote unquote business that would not be beholden to such requirements so that they could keep that money, as Alexandria Kelly Bundio Cortez would say, dark. And that's perfectly fine with them. So I found that to be just a little bit uh, of an entertaining way to start my morning. I found that this morning when I got up and got prepared for the Hugh Hewitt show, and I thought, how about that? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, in a, I'm sorry, Kelly Bundio-Cortez, in office for all of, what, two months, and already in some serious uh, campaign finance violation jeopardy. So we'll see where that investigation goes. Now, having said that, what I want to do after this time out is I want to entertain you with uh, Representative Kelly Bundio-Cortez. And quite frankly, I'm going to talk about this in a larger picture. Socialism. Socialism socialism as a model. Socialism as embraced by Bernie Sanders, who is currently, according to at least a couple of Democratic polls of declared candidates thus far, leading. Preferred is Bernie Sanders over Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Liz Warren, Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, who else, Klobuchar, uh, who else is the declared candidate, some other names that you don't even know. But Bernie Sanders is leading. So you got a socialist leading the pack in the little Democrat um, uh, puzzle right now. And his protege, who is 29 and not eligible to run and try to embarrass herself trying to change the United States from a capitalist country to a socialist one for another six years until she's 35 you got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez trying to upset everything with her Green New Deal. I have a response for that that you are going to have to hear to believe. It is priceless. I shared it on the Hugh Hewitt program about two hours ago. I want to share it with you as we continue right after this on AM 1420.
2: Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420,
1: The Answer. Yes, indeed it is. Thanks so much for joining us uh, this morning, 22 minutes after 9 o'clock. I- I've got to share this with you. It is simply spectacular. It is it is magnificent. Uh, I-, I might be having a computer glitch here, so I-, so I may not be able to give this to you, but Alexandria Ocasio, Alexandria uh, um, Kelly Bundio-Cortez, the lead socialist and the new favorite, the new face of the Democrat Party, she's trying to promote this Green New Deal. She's trying to push this thing that would essentially gut the U.S. energy industry. It would gut fossil fuels altogether, coal, Natural gas, oil, all out the window uh, in, uh, in an attempt to essentially change the way we we power the United States. Air travel would be gone. Uh, we'd be reverting back to, how did I hear it best described? Well, I think the best description I've gotten was what I want to share, from, share with you. Kat Timpf, a Fox News contributor, was on the Greg Gutfeld, uh, Greg Gutfeld show, rather, um, She was spectacular. She uh, laid it all out for you, and I and I got this uh, sent to me on Facebook, and I was so glad that I did. I want to play this short video of you of Cat Temp responding to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's idea of a Green New Deal to set the United States and our way of life back exponentially.
3: AOC has completely lost her marbles. I think she's living in banana land. Earlier this week, she called herself the boss for yes. coming up with the Green New Deal. How are you the boss for coming up with a plan that doesn't work? Yes. Like, Are you sure that the Green New Deal's not like what you're putting in your pipe and smoking every day? I don't
1: know. Have- <laughs> oh, don't stop. Don't freeze. I knew I was having computer problems. Don't glitch on me now. This only gets better. Let me see if I can make this uh, continue. Uh this is Cat Temp again, a Fox News contributor on the Greg Gutfeld Show. And uh, this is a great time for computers to freeze up, right in the middle of audio clips that you're really going to enjoy. And I'll see if I get it working again. <clears throat> but it looks like at the moment, perhaps not. Uh, but at any rate, what she is talking about um, is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Actually, hold on a second. Let me see if I can make this work. I'm going to give it one more shot.
3: Make me the triple boss? I mean, what is she Bell. How about we get Harry Potter to come over and wizard away all the emissions from the cow fart she's Tell so concerned about. See, I just came up with three plans that don't work. Does that make me the triple boss? I mean, yeah. what what is she? Does she want us? Does she want us to just completely do away with all modern technology? Like, I don't want to live You're like Laura Engels Wilder, Greg. I don't want to do my laundry in a basin. I don't want to eat only lettuce and carrots like some kind of little <laughs> bunny. <laughs> To relive the Donner Party in the modern day, no, no because I had to take a horse and buggy to see my grandparents instead of uh-uh, a plane. Buggy whips. I don't want to eat people, Greg, and I don't want people to eat me. Hey, do you want people to eat you? No, then stop proposing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now you see why it was worth fighting through my computer freezing to hear that, because that is classic. Uh, And everything she said is true. If you listen to and abide by the, the ideas presented in the Green New Deal, you would literally be advocating a return to an end to modern technology. No more internal combustion engines. Do you remember why we developed the internal combustion engine? To make it easier to do things that we previously had to do by hand. When applied to automobiles, it replaced horses and buggies. It used to once be, it used to be called the horseless carriage. How about that? The automobile. It is, it is inconceivable. But this is what Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who is the cheerleader now in the face of the Democrat Party and the socialist movement, right? She said, and I had this on the air last week. "Quote: I'm trying, so that makes me the boss." If you want to try, you can be a boss. But nobody else is trying to save the planet by way of, uh, you know, green energy. So I'm trying so that makes me the boss. And that's what prompted Captain Tim saying. You have ideas that won't work. First of all, advocating an end to air travel won't work. Advocating the the production and creation, and this is the most hilarious part of this Freaking psycho lunatic. She wants to replace air travel with high speed rail. She wants to crisscross train tracks, high speed rail tracks, all over this country from every point to every other point. In the same way that an airplane can go from any point to another point in the air, we'll do it on the ground by way of train tracks. Can you imagine what that would look like, first of all? And what this idiot doesn't even comprehend, or at least address, is how are train tracks made? How are all of these trains going to be made? All of these things are going to be in plants that are powered by the very same fossil fuels she is advocating for the destruction of. Coal-fired plants are used to create steel and other uh, 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 important construction elements. I mean, I mean, let, let me. I'm getting a little off the rails here. Sorry, AOC. Don't mean to be off your high-speed rails. But there's a story that is not being told. That it, it found a little bit of traction um, in, uh, in uh, online over the last couple of days. But I have not heard anybody talking about it on television or on other national radio programs. There is an expose that was done back in August of 2017, so about two years old, from the Daily Mail, highlighting. And and the reason, like I said, it's it's probably why it's not on TV. It's an older story. But it did find its way online, and it's being circulated again as of yesterday. Highlighting the hell-on-earth existence that children as young as four are being forced to endure in order to provide people like AOC with the materials... And the substances and the elements that they need to wipe out fossil fuels. To wipe out fossil fuels and replace them with green energy. Clean energy. And I'm talking about cobalt mines. Picking through mountains of huge rocks with tiny bare hands. Exhausted four-year-old children. Make for a very pitiful sight. And inspectors and human rights advocates uh, descending upon the Democratic Republic of Congo shined a spotlight on this. Children as young as four years old working in the vast polluted mines in the Democratic Republic of Congo where toxic red dust burns their eyes. They get skin diseases just from touching these things. Deadly lung conditions killing them. For a wage of about eight. Uh, I don't even know what their unit of currency is in in the Congo per day, but it's essentially nothing. The children are made to check the rocks for the telltale chocolate brown streaks of cobalt, which is the prized ingredient essential for the batteries that power electric cars. And, yes, presumably electric high-speed trains. There is a massive human cost, a massive human cost, just to find the elements that are needed for things like the AOC, and once the cobalt is found, and once this, this, this massive stockpile of it is created, it then needs to be transformed into batteries. And how are those transformations taking place? Like Cat uh, Tim said, by Harry Potter wizard uh, magic, or by plants, battery manufacturing plants, which are powered by, you guessed it, fossil fuels absolutely insanity what we continue to get from AOC and the GND that's Alexandria, Kelly Bundio-Cortez and the Green New Deal I got more on this Peter Kirsten, now you're going to talk about it as well coming up at 10.05 but for now, it's news on AM1420.com
2: There are two sides to every story there's the mainstream media side and then there's the truth you are experiencing the truth the Bob Franz Authority on AM
4: 1420, oh, The Answer.
1: By uh, 935, the Bob France and Authority continues on AM 1420, 20, The Answer. Phone lines will be open at 216 and at 888 1110 You can also get to me on Twitter and on Facebook at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. That's all one word, no spaces, no underscores. Uh, but find me there and leave good messages, and perhaps I will read them on the air. I want to play a little clip for you, though. You do remember last week, right? Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, in addition to her "I'm the boss" statement, uh, that Cat Temp railed against just a few minutes ago, she also declared when she was uh, in the middle of making chili, as she did her little cooking with Kelly Bundy uh, videos, she declared that it's time to really ask the question: Should we be reproducing in an age of climate change, children? are just going to produce more carbon dioxide, ruining the atmosphere, causing global warming, causing the entire world to melt down. Uh, should we be having children? Well, she's not the only nut, apparently, um, in this can. Uh, there are others, including this gem, Blythe Pepino, representing an organization apparently called Birth Strike birth strike talking to the BBC's Victoria Derbyshire show essentially saying that yes the climate the planet are more important than you having children stop stop being so greedy and selfish and having babies the climate can't take it
3: our planet is in a kind of collapse the natural world is collapsing around us and that's actually happening right now um and I'm so disappointed by um, the response by our authorities to this crisis um, and so freaked out by it, um, everything that I've read, um, that I basically last year I came to the decision that I couldn't bring a child into that. Um, and I was asking around um, people that I know, put it a little bit out on Facebook, and realized actually quite a lot of other people are making this decision. Mm. Um, yeah, and so we realized it was really really important to to tell the public that there are people out there that are so scared about this that they feel that they can't actually have a family
1: so there are some people who feel like they can't actually have a family and uh, therefore they are telling other people to not have families as well all to save the planet from melting Did I say that Alexandria was not the only nut in this can of nuts? Uh, No, she's not. uh, Are she and Blythe Pipino the only two in this? Apparently not. I share with you now a report from the Associated Press. United Nations. Listen carefully to every word. This matters. A senior UN environmental official says that entire nations will be wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if this global warming trend is not reversed in the next 10 years. This is a UN environmental official. Coastal flooding and crop failures would create an exodus of eco-refugees, threatening political chaos said Noel Brown, director of the New York office of the UN Environment Program, or UNEP. He said governments have a 10-year window of opportunity to solve this before it goes beyond human control. As the warming melts polar ice caps, ocean levels will rise by up to three feet, enough to cover the Maldives and other flat island nations, Brown told the Associated Press in an interview this week. Coastal regions will be inundated. One-sixth of Bangladesh could be flooded, displacing a fourth of its 90 million people. One-fifth of Egypt's arable land on the Nile Delta would be flooded, cutting off its food supply according to the joint UNEP and U.S. Environmental Protection Agency study. Ecological refugees will become a major concern, and what's worse is you may find that people can move to drier ground, but the soils and the natural resources may not support life. Africa doesn't have to worry about land, but would you want to live in the Sahara? He said. UNEP estimates it would cost the United States at least $100 billion to protect its east coast alone. Shifting climate patterns would bring back the 1930s Dust Bowl conditions to Canadian and U.S. wheatlands, while the Soviet Union could reap bumper crops if it adapts to its agriculture in time, according to this study by UNEP and the International Institute for Applied Systems Analysis. Excess carbon dioxide is pouring into the atmosphere because of humanity's use of fossil fuels. And it's burning off rainforests, the study says the atmosphere is retaining more heat than it radiates much like a greenhouse the most conservative scientific estimate that the earth's temper is that the earth's temperature will rise 1 to 7 degrees in the next 30 years that difference might seem slight he said but the planet is only 9 degrees warmer now than it was during the 8000 year ice age that ended 10000 years ago brown said if the warming trend continues The question will be, uh, who will be able to reverse the process in time? We can say that within the next 10 years, given the present loads that the atmosphere has to bear, we have an opportunity to start that stabilizing process. But it must be done in 10 years. He said that even the most conservative scientists, quote, already tell us there's nothing we can do now to stop a change of about 3 degrees Anything beyond that, and we have to start thinking about the significant rise of the sea levels. We can expect more ferocious storms, hurricanes, wind shear, dust erosion. He said there is time to act, but there is no time to waste. UNEP, which again is the United Nations Environment Program, is working toward forming a scientific plan of action and the adoption of a global climate treaty. Delegates from 103 nations... We'll meet where UNEP is based and will decide to open negotiations on the treaty immediately. Nations will be asked to reduce their use of fossil fuels, cut the emission of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases such as methane and fluorocarbons, and preserve the rainforests. There they are. There's those farting cows again and their methane. Got to stop them. We have no clear idea. About the ecological minimum of green space that the planet needs to function effectively, what we do know, though, is that we are destroying the tropical rainforest at the rate of 50 acres a minute, about one football field per second. Each acre of rainforest can store 100 tons of carbon dioxide and replace it in, or reprocess it into oxygen. Brown suggested that compensating nations like Brazil, Indonesia and Kenya for preserving rainforest may be necessary. You know where that's going, right? Where's the compensation coming from? You. The European Community is talking, uh, or excuse, is talking about a half cent levy on each kilowatt hour of fossil fuels used to raise 55 million a year to protect the rainforest and other direct subsidies may be possible. The treaty, according to the UN, could also call for improved energy efficiency, increasing conservation, and for developed nations to transfer technology to the third world nations to help them save energy and cut greenhouse grass, uh, gas emissions. So apparently, AOC, Kelly Bundio-Cortez, has the U.N. behind her. Apparently, the Green New Deal is something that we must consider. Apparently, it's all over in a decade, according to the U.N. It says so right here. Senior U.N. environmental official says that entire nations will be wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if the global warming trend is not reversed in the next 10 years. This is right here in the AP Report, written by Peter James Spielman, on June 29, 1989. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I should have read this a little bit more closely. Maybe I should have taken note of the date of publication. June 29th, 1989, the UN declared, it's all over. It's all over in a decade. It's all over if we don't do this by the year 2000. That's it done we've got 10 years to solve this before it goes beyond human control the polar ice caps will be melted ocean levels will rise they'll cover the Maldives and other flat island nations Bangladesh wiped out Egypt oh my goodness 10 years is all we have we were told back in 1989 If we don't solve this, we were told it's over by 2000. That's 30 years ago. 1989 was 30 years ago. They were selling the same lie then that Al Gore started reselling in 2000. You remember when he ran for vice president and then used the early part of the 2000s to say, if we don't do this within the next 10 years, New York's going to be underwater. The eastern seaboard will be gone. By 2010, 2012, Al Gore sold us this nonsense. Here we are. 20 years after that one. And what is AOC telling us? We've got 12 years before the planet dies. We have 12 years. We're all gone, she said. If we don't institute the Green New Deal, oceans will rise. Governments will fall. Anarchy will reign. Eco-refugees will flood existing countries. How many times do we have to hear this story? How many times do we have to listen to these chicken littles trying to scare us into destroying our entire way of life so that it can be torn down and built back up again under a socialist or communist model? What nation stands to lose the most? From some sort of UN international accord, like the Paris Climate Accords, and like the one they were trying to force upon us in 1989, who stands to lose the most? Industrialized nations like the United States do. We're the ones who would essentially have to destroy, as AOC is suggesting, everything about our nation. We're the ones that would have to destroy our infrastructure our energy industry i mean virtually everything that makes us what we are the rest of the world not so much because china not participating india those are the two worlds the world's two largest polluters not participating the point is any time and every time you hear one of these lunatics Whether it be Kelly Bundio-Cortez or Kamala Harris, it's an investment. It's an investment in saving the planet. Don't worry about the cost. Anytime you hear these lunatics, you remind them of this. I'll tweet the link. I'll put it on my Facebook page. You can find it for yourself. Share it. Print it. In 1989, we were told by 2000 it's all over. In 2000, we were told by Al Gore that by 2010 it's all over. Well, here we are in 2019, and we are as stable as we have ever been. That, And by the way, I I, I kind of neglected one small part of the article that I just shared with you. At least I just kind of glossed over it when I read it to you. I didn't neglect to say it, but... They pointed out that the planet is only 9 degrees warmer now than it was during the 8,000-year ice age that ended 10,000 years ago. This is the question that no climatologist has ever been able to answer. How and why did that ice age end? How and why did the planet warm to the point where the ice age ended and the fertile, prosperous land that we all enjoy now came into existence without mankind building fossil fuel factories, internal combustion engines, barbecue grills, and everything else that leaves the carbon footprint that we're told is so dangerous. We were in an ice age 10,000 years ago. We weren't building factories and drilling for oil and natural gas and digging for coal and burning that 10,000 years ago. And yet the planet warmed anyway, out of the Ice Age and into the present-day climate. None of them have ever been able to answer that question and then tell us how and why we think, with all of our self-importance, that mankind has the ability to change the climate of an entire planet that is affected more by its own natural resources, its natural makeup, its natural uh, geology, and its proximity to the sun, and so many other atmospheric effects that we have absolutely zero to do with. None of them can ever answer that. But they will tell you that the world is going to end in 10 years if we don't address it right now. They did it in 1989, and they're still doing it 30 years later. We're right back after dot com.
2: Progressive Democrats, please be aware: you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer.
1: Yes, indeed, 956. Short segment here, as always, uh, before the top of the hour. we will get a call or two in if we can. Uh, by the way, it must have worked. I've gotten about nine text messages in the last break telling me that I got them uh, when I did the, uh, the U.N. climate prediction uh, disaster story, uh, only to tell you that it was written in 1989. So, uh, good, that's the point, and that's the point you need to take with you. Again, I will tweet, and I will Facebook post that link, To that 1989 AP story about UN climate disaster predictions and the end of the world essentially in 10 years if we didn't get it done by 2000. Here we are in 2019 and all is well. Uh, Let's go to uh, Jim has been waiting in West Park on AM 1420. The answer. Hi, Jim, go ahead.
4: Yeah, I got a couple of requests for you this morning. Um, All I'm hearing is about this manufactured crisis on the border. You have all these people, I don't know, 70,000 people on the border waiting, and it's a manufactured crisis. And you brought a uh, report back from Washington. I think you said $186 billion it cost for illegal immigration, and all the president wanted was a measly five. And that's per year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and the uh, other 100, request,
1: it was $131 billion per year, the total cost of state, local, and federal uh, resources used and needed uh, because of illegal immigration. And, yes, all he wanted was 5 and ultimately $25 billion for the full plan to be implemented at the border.
4: And I haven't heard anybody, since you brought that report to uh, our attention, nobody is saying anything. And my other request, please, is would you please get a hold of Dr. Gorka and tell him to put the stars on the elephant bridle right side up? He's got connections with the president. Dubia uh, 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 turned those stars upside down when he was president. They used to be right side up. And thank you for taking my call. Jim,
1: I appreciate it. It's too bad I didn't know that earlier this morning because I just talked to Dr. Gorka when I was hosting the Hewitt Show before this one, so uh, I'll have to catch him next time around. TJ in Cleveland. Hi, TJ. Go ahead. Bob,
2: I have the answer on why we warmed after the Ice Age, and it's obvious to people like me and Cortez. Okay. It was woolly mammoth and saber tooth farts that caused yes. the warming of yes. the planet after the Ice Age. And, you know, getting onto to this past the gas farts thing. too, right? Yeah. And what are are they going to do about large mammals like Michael Moore, Rosie O'Donnell, (laughs) Commie Schultz? They probably pass as much gas as any average (laughs) cow. What's their plans for them?
1: Oh, TJ, I didn't need that image or that uh, sensation overload in my head, uh, but your point is well taken. Thanks very much. All right, we're going to talk more about all of that, by the way. The uh, border issue, Republicans turning against the president, by the way. The Senate Republicans, at least 10 of them, are going to vote to stop the president's national emergency declaration. That's a problem. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about AOC. We'll talk about climate change, and we'll talk about the ongoing presidential harassment. By Democrat congressional leaders like Nadler and Schiff, uh, by way of the Michael Cohen testimony a week ago, Peter Kirsten, I was going to weigh in on all of that coming up next right here on AM 1420.